0: Hello everyone, I'm Sam, I'm Caitlin, and I'm Mo, and this is Team Get Over Yet.
1: We're an all-female team participating in the greatest motoring adventure on the planet,
0: the Mongol Rally. We'll be driving 10,000 miles across mountains, deserts,
1: and unknown terrain.
0: And along the way, we hope to spread our feminist and environmental ideals.
1: Join us here as we share our stories, thoughts, and interviews as we get ready for the Mongol Rally 2021. Uh,
0: don't you mean 2022?
1: shit hello welcome back I know our usual formula is to post follow-up interviews or at least an episode whose content is related to that of the previous episode, but today we're going to do something that is a little off-topic, though still on brand. The reason why we're
0: changing things up this month is because we're in the midst of setting up something really exciting, but we didn't want to skip a whole month of content, so here we are. So while the tension builds for the next month's episode, (laughs) please enjoy... (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help myself... Please enjoy as we talk about one of my favorite hobbies and something that we've all tried our hands at at one point or another,
1: gardening. Canadian Thanksgiving actually just passed, which among other things, people give thanks for a bountiful harvest of farms and gardens. Uh, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a rural village where everyone had a spacious lawn and most people had both a front flower garden and a side or backyard vegetable garden. I remember my mom planting a garden every summer and getting yelled at for pulling out carrots and eating them without permission. Let me tell you, those carrots were hands down the most delicious ones I've ever eaten in my life.
0: Nice. Gardens
1: are a great source yeah, of cheap and fresh food and an enjoyable hobby, but that's not all of their benefits. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the various benefits of gardening, and we'll discuss gardening techniques with our resident expert. No. <laughs> well, I don't know if I would call myself an expert,
0: but I'll happily share what I know about gardening with our listeners. I hope it'll be interesting and useful. Like Caitlin has already mentioned, planting your own garden is a great source of fresh and cheap vegetables. Depending on where you live, the cost of veggies at a supermarket fluctuates with the seasons and availability. Um, I couldn't believe how high my grocery bill was when I lived in Korea. Like, it was through the roof. Like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't buy fruit for a year because it was so expensive.
1: Yeah, girl. If I had
0: a, if I had, had a yard and hadn't lived in a high-rise uh, shoe closet, I absolutely would have grown my own veggies to cut down on costs. And I tried, but I had no sunlight in my apartment, so Aww. my plants all died.
1: <laughs> That's sad.
0: I gave it the college try, though.
1: <laughs> That's what's important. Yes, I have, like, a little ivy plant now, and it's... um. It's hanging in there, but it's like 80% dead. <laughs> oh, poor baby. It's really hard to grow things here.
0: Oh. Well, luckily, with ivy plants, they don't require as much sunlight as most other plants, so they're like that's indirect true. is
1: fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's like what whatever's still alive is doing well. Yes. And, you know, that's especially true during lockdowns caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. It's mm-hmm. much better now. I think, you know, that people are getting vaccinated and things are opening up again. But last summer was another story, however. Mm-hmm. Many people lost their jobs and were struggling for ways to pay their rent and buy groceries. I remember seeing many posts about people planting their own food to save money. And I think, like, baking bread at home mm-hmm. yeah, instead of buying was also popular. Um also, baking your own bread and growing your own food saves you a trip to the grocery store, which uh, limiting the exposure and even saving money on gas.
0: Yeah, and mm. another, uh, another great benefit of gardening is how it can reduce stress in a number of ways, some of which may come as a surprise. So watching something you create take shape and produce results can increase confidence, happiness, and reduce anxiety. While gardening, your mind is focused on the task at hand, so all other worries and strife fall to the wayside for a while and give you the headspace you need for a much-native break. And not only that, but um, tilling, mixing, sowing, and weeding are excellent exercise, and your brain will release endorphins as you go about these tasks. And honestly, baking your own bread as well. Sorry, I, had, I just have to mention this because I, I did bake my own bread last summer. Uh, but it also cuts down on how many, like, preservatives you're putting into your body and chemicals because mm. you're using just flour, yeast, and water usually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bread recipes bread <laughs> are very, very simple. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it is – it's a really good workout for, like, your forearms whenever you're kneading yes. the bread. Yeah. My forearms got super buff. <laughs> 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 That's good. Yeah. And, you know, not only that, but while gardening – this is really interesting – Uh, You're also being exposed to some helpful bacteria that live in the soil. Not all Mm -hmm. bacteria is harmful to our bodies, and a good number of them can actually improve our health. Mycobacterium vacci, or M. vacci for short, is a helpful bacteria that lives in the soil. While studying the effects of this bacteria on rats in 2017, a team from Colorado University Boulder discovered that an injection of heat killed M. vac that Kai caused more serotonin to be released in rats brains, which reduced their anxiety. Mm. Oh, it also seemed to reduce inflammation in their bodies by 50%. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> now we're not saying that you should go outside and eat fistfuls of soil, but Ew. it won't hurt you to get a little dirty. <laughs>
0: It's even good for kids. Lots of studies have shown that if children grow up in too clean environments, their immune systems won't develop as they should. Keep in mind that allergies are fickle things and they might develop later down the line. I was always outside in the dirt as a kid and I recently found out that I'm allergic to all kinds of grasses and tree pollen, though Mm. maybe not as severely as if I hadn't had that exposure. Who knows? Either way, it's a good reason to get kids involved in gardening and yeah.
1: Yeah, same. Same with me too. I'm I'm also allergic to a lot of grasses and grains and stuff. This summer's been really hard on me. I've just been like every day with the nasal spray. Ugh. Yeah. For me, but, it's
0: more of like I get hives on my arms but if I like oh. roll in the grass or have it touch me.
1: Oh, yeah. I just yeah, can't breathe weird. through my nose. It's a little uncomfortable, but it's not too bad. Yikes. Anyway, plus, being outdoors makes it so you get your much-needed dose of vitamin D. Vitamin D helps you absorb calcium and build and maintain strong bones. It's also been found that a lack of vitamin D in children increases the stiffness of arterial walls and causes Mm. high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Just another reason to encourage children to help out in the garden. And overall, having a sufficient amount of vitamin D present in the body can reduce your risk of cancer, help fight off infections, and reduce inflammation.
0: However, you know, don't forget to wear that uh, sunscreen once you're outside. You definitely don't want to get But you the know skin cancer. but.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, like, don't get sunburned. But you know <laughs> what? It, you know what, though? It's kind of interesting. If you're wearing SPF over th- SPF 30,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: then even if you are going outside like every day you're still not getting enough vitamin d so you should really kind oh, yeah. of like like without sunscreen or like with a like spf 15 or something go outside for at least 20 minutes just to like kind of get enough of that vitamin d oh yeah no I,
0: I i spend the first 30 minutes that i'm outdoors z- lack with the zero sunscreen and then i go yeah. inside cool down for a minute mm. rub on the sunscreen lather up and then i go back outside after uh letting it soak in for like 10 or 50 minutes yeah that's, that's my water idea. break <laughs> Um, and of course if you're growing and eating your own vegetables you're probably not consuming harmful pesticides or herbicides that might be present in foods found in grocery stores Mm. not only that but i've heard that when you pick a vegetable or fruit the nutrients it contains break down over time therefore to get the maximum amount of nutrients from what you're eating you have to eat it immediately after being picked Mm -hmm. veggies and fruits that have been sitting in grocery stores for a while are simply not as nutritious as something that was freshly picked yeah, which is why you should buy from your local food stalls like your uh, like food, fresh, uh, fresh vegetable farmer's markets. There we go. That's where. Yeah,
1: it's usually. Like yeah, usually market. like smaller, yeah, smaller, how can I say, smaller vendors, smaller stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually we'll have fresher foods than the big kind of box store, grocery store places <clears throat> and also frozen because once if it's picked and then it's frozen, then it sort of like keeps the nutrients a little bit better. I know that the taste isn't really that good. Um, but, yeah, but it's either the taste or the
0: consistency that's off once it's flashed. Yeah. Crazy,
1: but... Frozen's kind of weird. But anyway, if you're, you're concerned about nutrients, that's the way to go.
0: Okay. If you,
1: yeah, if you don't have your own garden. So hmm. I, yeah, definitely didn't know all that stuff when I gardened when I was younger. I think at the time I was just mostly interested in eating everything, <laughs> <laughs> than I was in other stuff, but No matter the person i'm sure there's something about gardening that they will find appealing or enjoyable so now mo i know you (laughs) grew quite an impressive garden this past summer would you care to take us and our listeners on a kind of step-by-step journey through the process i guess the first question should be what was your initial reason for starting your garden
0: uh so What many listeners may not know is that I was in South Korea with you guys until uh, March of 2020, Mm -hmm. and then I flew back to the States right as the pandemic kind of caused a massive shutdown uh, in the U.S., and because I had moved back right as all of that was happening, there weren't a lot of jobs available, and a lot of people who had jobs were losing them, so Mm -hmm. I guess the main driving force was just for me to have something to do. In the mm. months while I waited for the country to loosen restrictions enough for the people to, you know, start job hunting again, and for me to actually, you know, have a chance at having interviews and potentially getting a, a employment of some kind. Mm. Also, uh, <laughs> my dad's a bit of a prepper, which I didn't okay. really know about. You know, like those doomsday preppers. He's kind yeah. of he's kind of into that stuff, but like to a lesser extent. So like he's not yeah. super crazy. He Doesn't have like a bunker built in the backyard or anything.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with trying to how can I say like ensure your survival because like who who knows what's going to happen in the future right Mm. no but
0: uh so basically in I was doing it just kind of to give myself something to do and then my dad saw me doing that and he's like you know we should get uh half of a pig and we should go to the local butcher or the local uh you know farmers and also see if we can like buy cow and, you know, when they're ready for butchering, then we just get all the meat from that. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> so basically, my family bought wholesale meat. And my dad was like, can you add this, 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 this? And he just started listing off a, a thing of vegetables. He was like, can you add all this to your garden? And I was like, sure, I guess. Let me go find seeds for these things that you want now in my garden that was only going to be a small little plot, but it's now like this giant thing. <laughs> So initially started off as a hobby like me just like doing something to do something and not necessarily like anticipating like having to actually grow food for the family too. I actually ended up growing a bunch of food for our family and like we made so much tomato sauce, so much spaghetti sauce and other stuff for the year.
1: Well, that's awesome. And I bet it's delicious too.
0: Oh, yeah. God, my dad makes the best tomatoes. Uh, My mom and my dad make like really good tomato sauce for like spaghettis and it's it's so good now that we since we're using like fresh tomatoes off the vine mm. and like they didn't have to sit for very long like we'd let them ripen them for like two or three days and then we just like flash boil them peel them and then reduce it uh make them into a sauce reduce it down and like can it and it's just it's delicious. If I could send you can I would. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I might see yeah, like I don't think I don't know if that would fly package. very well. <gasps> yeah I'm, i might I, see if i can sneak it into your care package. i don't i don't know i don't know we'll have to do i'll probably have to like bubble wrap it like 10 times in like a plastic bag or two mm.
1: yeah, it might be just it in might case be it right. your parents recently bought that house so there you must have had to prepare mm-hmm. the soil i guess for planting so how did you do that because i know when i was a kid because uh it depends on your like soil quality or what kind of soil yeah. that you have. So like in my in my village growing up, it, we have very it's either called loamy sand or sandy loam. <laughs> we only have. Like, two, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, 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 it's very sandy and it has a lot of clay in it. So, it, yeah. Yeah. So you have to kind of mix it with a lot of peat. Yeah. And fertilizers and stuff. So how about you? Did you have to do any of that kind of stuff? Well, I was really impressed with the fact that you're just like,
0: I'm eating these carrots straight out of the garden and they're delicious because I'm just like, carrots are usually super acidic. And like, I, I can only have like a, a couple of them because they, my cheeks always tart up because of it. I'm just like, ah. uh, but yeah, no. So like our, so I, I, the reason I mentioned that is because last year we grew carrots in old garden beds that had been used for like flowers and things. Mm. And like we didn't really do a whole lot of prep of the soil the first year that I did the garden beyond just like tilling it up a little bit and like okay. loosening the dirt,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which was, which was a mistake because our carrots were like not even like two inches well, long because yeah. they because the area I live in is basically hard packed clay, mm. and that's yeah like ninety percent of the soil around the area I and mean, it's just it's just straight up clay like yeah it's very, it's very dense water sits on top a lot and it doesn't have good filtration or anything like that. So this last year, what we ended up doing was, uh, I know I needed to add, um, some sand to build in some like, um, uh, filter filtration, like give it, break it up a little bit so that it, the water can like seep through and filter out. Mm-hmm. And then we also needed to add, uh, compost and other, uh, not raw material, but like natural material, I guess, uh, to help kind of, Break down in the soil and add nutrients back into the soil without having to buy chemicals to put in directly. Mm. Because I know, like, the farmers in the area, they'll sometimes add, like, this white substance, which I think is just, like, a really high concentrated nitrogen um, fertilizer. Okay. Because the cornfields need it to be able to recoup over the course of, like, a year or two where they sit a fallow. Right. So that when they replant the corn on top, they're not just, like, killing the dirt, basically. Right. To avoid all that, I basically worked in um, some shredded newspaper paper that I had had um, from work that I wasn't using anymore, and mm. then a lot of compost that we bought from a nearby um, uh, cow farm. Cool. And, <laughs> and a few other things. And it, it worked really well, but it was kind of like a pain in the butt to try and, like, till the soil multiple times because this year it was, like, extra rainy, and so, like, there were, mm. like... When we were trying to till everything under and, like, get everything mixed up so that the soil was nice and even all across the the patch, it was just, mm-hmm. uh like, we'd till it one day, but, like, okay, we'll let it sit, and then we'll till it again tomorrow, and then, like, tomorrow it would rain, and we're just like, no. <laughs> I had to wait a yeah. week for it to dry out and then try again.
1: But, anyway, in the end, you got planted, though, so what kinds yeah. of plants did you grow? Because you mentioned, like, you were just going to start off with a few plants, and then your dad sort of <laughs> asked you to add more and more stuff, <laughs> and then which, which ones were The easiest to grow, and which were the most difficult. Ooh, I ended up doing a very long
0: list of plants. Like I think we ended up having like forty varieties of plants that we put in the garden Mm -hmm. for this year, and like six of those were different tomato type (laughs) tomato plants.
1: Okay, okay. (laughs) So we had like six tomato plants. That makes sense.
0: Yes, and then we had, and then I have. uh, We ended up growing. I think seven or eight varieties of pepper because my dad loves his spice, mm-hmm. and he actually ended up making this uh, pickled jelly with, like, blueberries, and it was – it's actually pretty delicious. Like, it's it's warm, but it's not, like, slapping in the face hot, like, burn in your mouth. Oh. Spicy. But it's just, like, a nice, pleasant warmness to, like, whatever piece of toast or uh, bagel you're eating with, like, the jelly flavor. So it's, like, mm, blueberries, and then there's, like, a little heat at the back, and you're just, like, Mm, all right. Interesting. It's pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, so – I grew those kinds of peppers and I tried my hand at growing corn. Mhm. It did not go well. No. <laughs> we we got uh we got the uh, I think they're called mealy bugs so they're like the these like little worms that like eat the inside of like inside of the husk so they eat all the corn that grows in the husk and then like basically it just becomes like completely unusable. Uh... so that was really unfortunate. I'm just like and I'm going to research this uh, over the fall and winter how to prevent that for next year without having to like use a really strong pesticide because i don't want to go that route Mm. and we grew okra collard greens uh like three different types of lettuce uh zucchinis squashes a couple of kinds of onions we were gonna do pumpkins and i forgot to plant them (laughs) so Mm. we have four varieties of pickle of like cucumbers and i grew watermelons this year which was really good oh nice yeah Yeah, the watermelons
1: turned out well or
0: yeah, no, the watermelons turned out really good. They were like a nice deep red color, like uh, more like a purpley red than like an actual red oh, red. Interesting. The only downside was that they were just chock full of seeds. Like you <laughs> um, you literally like have to just squish the watermelon in your mouth without like chewing it and then like cut okay. out all the seeds because it was like you got like a mouthful of seed basically every time you took like bite of the watermelon. But
1: oh, yeah, it was
0: super sweet and delicious. So it was like totally worth it.
1: Nice, but a lot... it's it's kind of funny because like if you look at um, there are a couple of old uh like Renaissance era paintings that actually have watermelon in it, and if you look at like mm-hmm. the paintings, the watermelons are chock full of seeds. Oh yeah, the yeah, the watermelons
0: cause... that I grew look like those watermelons. So it's well, it's more natural, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hmm. they're the more they're your uh what they call heirloom seeds, so they're more oh, okay. your traditional plants that hadn't been genetically modified or crossbred yet Mm. so it's like three or four steps back from what we currently see in the supermarkets today oh nice yeah
1: cool all right yeah
0: so that was that was really cool and actually surprisingly the watermelons were i think the easiest plant i grew okay whereas the corn was definitely the hardest (laughs) yeah just because i had the infestation problem and then the other thing that i struggled to grow was uh my herbs this year Because I moved them from like a shadier spot to like a sunnier spot. And I think Uh, I'll have to put them back in the shady spot next year because they did not do well.
1: Yeah, they don't like being moved and stuff. Well, that's interesting. Oh, okay. And then how did you feel while you were gardening? Did you feel your troubles melting away as you worked? Most days I just felt really tired and hot while
0: I was gardening because it was just like gardening in the middle of the summertime and going out there and like having to weed was kind of annoying and sometimes frustrating just because like the garden got like way out of control while i was on vacation and Mm. by the time i got back it was so overgrown with weeds that there was like no saving it so i was just like well poop Mm. (laughs) that sucks (laughs) but before that uh it definitely helped me take out a lot of my uh frustrations with like work or with uh family issues or anything else that was like causing me stress at the time like if i was like okay i'm really mad about something but i don't want to scream and i don't want to yell at anybody and i don't want to punch anything so i'm gonna go take this hoe outside and like
1: <laughs> I just beat the dirt you no know,
0: <laughs> beat the dirt instead and like rip up out all the all the weeds and throw them away and nice. honestly it was it's really fun watching the plants grow from seeds that you started in your house in february mm. to this big bushy plant that's producing fruit and you're just like yes like it's it's very satisfying yeah all the hard work all the frustration is very it's so worth it once you get to you know reap the fruits of your labor
1: oh literally yeah (laughs)
0: literally. (laughs) everybody uses it figuratively but not me
1: yeah yeah Uh, that does sound really nice And then, so what were the final results? So I guess your garden is pretty much finished now, right?
0: Uh, Yeah. So it's the eggplant and the okra are still producing. And so is the huckleberry plant. And the the blackberry plant, which I didn't think was going to produce anything at all, Mm. has done really, really well. And has a a bunch of buds on it right now. So I don't know if it's actually going to produce any berries this late in the season. But Mm. it may, it may not but Mm -hmm.
1: that'll come back next year though right
0: yeah it's it's a it's a annual thing so it'll it'll come back and i'm actually going to take some of the stalks next year when they come back and uh, Mm -hmm. move them to the other side of the cage that i have for them because i created like this half dome cage Ooh. and so they're basically blackberry plants are like these weeds that just Mm -hmm. take over and so the way to the best way to like keep them under control is to have them climb a cage or climb a fence and -hmm. then anything that's not on the cage or the fence you trim off and you're like die don't oh. come back. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll take over the whole space, <laughs> and they yeah, just yeah, end yeah. up with this giant blue blackberry patch. And you're like, mm, it's not what I wanted, but all right, I guess yeah. can't complain. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so I so I'm still getting uh my eggplant every couple of weeks. I I actually just picked like four or five eggplants, and they're like <gasps> nice. twelve, sixteen inches long, and they're like these Ooh, deep big. purple, and they're super. Well, they're not like your traditional eggplant. They're not the big round ones, the bulbous ones. They're more uh-huh. skinny and narrow. Okay. But oh, okay. They're still really long, and I'm just like, yay, I can chop that up, throw it in a stir fry, and have me, some, have me some
1: eggplant. Yeah, eggplant's really tasty, too. It is. Eggplant chips. I, I, didn't,
0: I didn't think I liked eggplant, and then, like, South Korea has turned me <sighs> on to so many vegetables that I didn't like. Tr- like, Americans traditionally don't like a lot of vegetables, like Brussels sprouts, uh, acorn squash, mm. eggplant. Broccoli, onions. Yeah, <laughs> and then I moved to South Korea. And I was like, vegetables everywhere, and they're all they're all like really well seasoned. So I was just like, oh, these are actually really good. And now that I'm back in the US, I'm just like, I don't hate these veggies anymore. I'll eat them anyways. Yeah, the key is definitely
1: how you prepare them, for yes. sure. And like, I I know I totally agree with you because my I've always liked vegetables actually, which was which is pretty good. Um, some fruits I was kind of iffy on, but mm-hmm yeah i agree like as i got older i sort of discovered different ways of preparing them which definitely helped and make them more delicious because my mom is very kind of just basic salt and pepper (laughs) actually my mom doesn't really even use salt so just kind of pepper (laughs) and (laughs) and (laughs) boiling things to within an inch of their lives oh no oh that's my yeah my mom overcooks everything. Like she likes her steaks well done, well, well done, burnt to a crisp. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh,
0: I, I've, I've learned to appreciate the uh medium, medium, not medium rare, like rare, medium rare, but like the medium, almost well done steak. Yeah, yeah. Because, I do, like, I do mine about it's, medium. It's really tender. It's
1: yes. Tender. Yes. So good. And I know. Yeah. I used to have to like sit there and literally saw my steaks to try to cut it. And like I just I I didn't like steak for a long time because I thought that that's what steak was, and then, nope. And the same thing with vegetables. The they had like, E-e-e-e-e-e-e-e. yeah. <laughs> and my mom, oh God, potatoes. I used to did, I used to not like potatoes. Potatoes are wonderful vegetable. They are yeah. amazing prepared in so many different ways. But just like it's a very versatile for, uh, veggie. Yeah, but she would just like overboil them and then just just boiled. No, yeah, like no seasoning. No salt oh and god. pepper. There's no like crisp on it. It was just like mush, but it wasn't <laughs> mashed. It was just mush. Oh god. Anyway, I'm am so Mom. happy I
0: grew up with my dad. Yeah. <laughs> like best best thing about my dad is that he's he is a master chef in the kitchen. He's like. Mm. Honestly, he hasn't had any formal training, but like, just like watches cooking shows, and then goes, "Okay, I see what you're doing there. I don't have all that, so I'm just gonna do this instead." And like, mm. makes like produces something that's just amazing and fantastic and awesome. Like there, there are times he'll walk into the kitchen. We call it Kevin Surprise <laughs> uh, because he'll 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 walk into the kitchen with no plan,
1: uh-huh.
0: open up all the cupboards, open up the fridge, stare at the fridge, open up the freezer, look what's in the freezer, and go, "Hmm." And then he'll just grab a bunch of miscellaneous crap, throw Mm. it into a pot, and bake it. And then it'll come out, and you're just like, "I don't know what you did," and Mm. it's very questionable what what's in here, but it smells amazing and it tastes really
1: good. Oh, good. So,
0: (laughs) definitely, definitely, props to families that can make casseroles like that, where you can just like be like, "Yep, it's the kitchen sink casserole. Enjoy."
1: And I guess, like, having – well, having your own garden and growing a a multitude of vegetables and stuff really sort of encourages Mm -hmm. that kind of creativity and, like, flavor and stuff. That's really great. Well, and it was
0: really nice, too, because, like, if you're like, oh, hey, you know, I'm going to have a salad for lunch today. And you're like, hmm, there's no – you don't have to go to the fridge. You'd be like, oh, man, I guess I have to go to the store. No, no. You just go, oh, there's no lettuce in the fridge because nobody picked any more lettuce. I'm Mm. just going to go out to my back garden. And you open the back door. You take four steps. You clip yourself some lettuce. You bring it inside. Give it a little wash. And then use whatever it is that you're going to use. And whatever you don't, you put in Mm. a Ziploc with, like, a wet napkin around it to help Mm. keep it moist because lettuce wilts if it's dry. Right. And then it becomes, like, weirdly and it's gross. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then put it in the fridge, and it'll last for, like, two or three weeks before it becomes even kind of wilted. Nice. Yeah. No, so... i I loved i loved having the convenience and the freshness of the vegetables just being like hey we want to do something with eggplant tonight can you go grab some from the garden you're like you got it it's so good it's like it it, it's such a benefit because it like cuts down on how many how much gas you're using because you're not driving to the store two or three Mm. times a day or like four times three or four times a week to like go grocery shopping to buy all the vegetables and things you want or like Mm -hmm. oh i forgot the onion A Mm. in your backyard,
1: you go get it. (laughs) Well, I think that's all we have time for today. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope this episode was useful and inspiring. Maybe some of you will want to plant gardens of your own next spring.
0: And if you don't have a yard, there's also indoor planting options. You might be lucky enough to live close to a community garden as well. All great options.
1: Mm. And you know, my sister even bought into this program, like a farm share or something. Mm-hmm. She explained it to me and I immediately forgot. Uh, but <laughs> she, she receives a portion of the harvest for a flat annual rate. So I think she pays like right. $600 or something a year, but um, she's gotten excellent value out of it so far. And the vegetables are grown right outside her city and are delivered fresh to her door.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure that six hundred dollar rate is paying helping pay for the seeds storage, mm. uh the workers to go harvest the vegetables, uh transportation of the vegetables, the water for the vegetables, because as much as we all like to think that water's cheap, it ain't.
1: <laughs> it ain't. Yeah, no, she and and vegetables and stuff like where she lives, uh mm-hmm. really expensive too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah no, she's well, got yeah, really good yeah. value from it.
0: Uh, yeah, so if you like this episode, please like, comment, follow, or subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us grow and reach out to new listeners.
1: So you can also read more about Moe's garden and get some more gardening tips by reading this episode's accompanying blog post written by Moe. You can find the link to the post in the description.
0: Also, check out our Patreon account for some behind the scenes footage of this recording and other extra content.
1: So, thanks again for tuning in. And don't forget to join us next month for our super special episode. We can't wait to share it with you.
0: What's it going to be about? Who knows? Do you know? I don't know.
1: (laughs) But it's going to be good. Okay, (laughs) bye. That's
0: it for today, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in.
1: And as always, please support this work by subscribing and donating to our cause at www.teamgetoveryit.com.
0: Donors get access to specific content like stickers, t-shirts, and postcards from our journey. You can donate for as little as $5 and the benefits build from there.
1: Go to our website for more info or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Team Get Over it. Thanks for listening, and catch us next time on Get Over It. So three, two, one. Carrots and eating them without permission. Per- Let me try. It. Let me try that line again, though. <laughs> <laughs> permission. I can't. I can't. Depending
0: on where you live, the cost of veggies at a supermarket. What? Yeah, that supermarket.
1: Yeah. Also, so breaking or. Oh my God, Michael. Let me wait. Shit, I was supposed to like look it up how to pronounce that. Okay.
0: Just, I'm struggling too. I'm just struggling we're all, to read. Like we're I'm all like, struggling eh. today. I don't know what's yeah. up with my accents. Backyard. My backyard.
1: My backyard with my car keys. Are. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know where my voice was. So I really. I'm super like, My voice went the di- went that direction, so I just
1: rolled with it. It happens. It happens to all of us.